Well, all right, folks, as promised, we have the screenwriter and co-producer of the fantastic movie that we shared with you a couple of weeks ago, The Case for Christ. Uh, with us is Brian Bird. Brian is the screenwriter and the co-producer, and uh, uh, Brian is a happily married guy of 26 years, and uh, in his five children, he he's even getting them started in the business, and uh so we want to say welcome and uh, thank you so much for doing that fantastic movie and thank you so much for joining us here on The Really Real Deal. Thank you, Craig. Uh, nice to be with you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you must uh, really love this business to uh, get your children involved in it. Uh, <laughs> so how did you get started and, and, and how, you know, what's, what's their take on, on dad, uh, dad's career path? Well, you know, I um, I got started uh, in film and television uh, way back in the 1980s. I was actually a journalist first. I mm-hmm. was a news- newspaper reporter and uh, went to journalism school. So that's how I learned how to write uh, initially and then uh, sort of morphed out of the news business into the film and TV business in the 1980s uh, uh, with a, a, an old, old show that not too many younger people would even know what it is, but it, you might. It's, it was called Fantasy Island. Oh, and, uh, the plane, the plane. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and that was my that was my first cup of coffee in the big leagues way back oh, in 1984. Okay. I was just a 20, 25-year-old guy. And, oh, uh, that, that was... happened and uh, sort of lit, lit the jets in me to do more of it. Oh, wow. And Ricardo Montalban, what uh, what an elegant gentleman. That was one of my favorite programs. <laughs> it, was a fun, it was a fun show to be involved in. Yeah, yeah. What's it like working with Walden Media? They they do a lot. I mean, we complain a lot about Hollywood and the um, how it used to be that filmmaking, uh, there was uh, Christian faith put forth, there was patriotism put forth. I mean, when you, you you look at movies like um, Ben Hur, I mean that that it you, it wasn't it was not unusual, and today it's the exact opposite. But what Walden is uh, one of those few bright spots, are they not? They are, they are, and you know I think there's a lot of folks who are trying to you know um, uh, do this work. I mean, certainly we I've been doing it for thirty years, and and. Uh, I know a lot of other people who are, you know, want to do faith and family-friendly kind of programming. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's there's no conspiracy. I have to tell you, Craig, there's no conspiracy against us. It's the only conspiracy that exists is money. They want to make money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know the power players and the, the studios and the networks. It's all about the money and whatever sells, they'll do. So, you know, part of this is is we have to help our consumers, uh, those of us who want, you know, family-friendly and faith-friendly kind of programming, we have to be really good patrons mm-hmm. when they do come out. We have right. to show up, and we have to spend money, and we have to show them that we're going to reward them for giving us those kinds of movies, and then maybe they'll want to do more. Gee, what a what a, sh- a shock that would be. You know, you... If you if you make money for people, they'll give you more of what you of what you of what you like. And if you don't, they won't. It's sort of a pretty mm-hmm. easy 
piece of math there. Well, Christian so, films seem to be doing well lately. I mean, what was that Mel Gibson movie, uh, Passion? I, I heard the, the, yeah. the, no, the one several years ago. Oh, Hacksaw yeah, yeah, the was great, was right. but The Passion, I heard that it was one of the highest uh, profit margin films of all time back, back it when was. it was done. Yes, it was. It was. And uh, there's been others in more recent years uh, since then. That, that, that film actually was probably, you know, 15 years ago now. Mm-hmm. But, the, um, but y- you know, yes, so, so, so faith films are increasing. Uh, they're doing decent, you know, business at the box office. So this idea of patronizing, patronizing them, if mm. we're, if we like it, we we reward them, is growing. Um, I think the the big challenge is that sometimes, you know, they're not very good, <laughs> mm. and I, I think they're getting better though. And I think you know the the filmmakers themselves are learning and growing mm. and 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 getting better at their craft and. And you know, I I personally, you know, have always believed that as as people created as children created in the image of God, in the image of the author of the universe, we're mm-hmm. image bearers, right? Yes. We should be reflecting that all that creativity that built everything, that created the painted the universe into existence. Yeah. We should be one the ones setting the bar for creativity. We should because we get it, right? Yeah. We get it. Yeah, the first image of God in the Bible was uh, what um, a, a burning bush flickering, which is kind of mimics what happens in a movie theater. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. we we are you know we're created in the image of the author of the universe. We should be the ones setting the table, like during the Renaissance when all the great art and history, mm-hmm. the church the church actually paid for it all, right? Mm-hmm. All those great painters, Michelangelo. You know, they were paid for by the church to create great art, and and yet today, you know, we 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 sort of are slinking around making little movies in our little kind of lack of a better term, our ghetto, you know, in mm-hmm. our own eco chamber. And I think what we need to be doing is we need to be putting out and encouraging young people to be the best ever and not for their own sake but mm-hmm. for god's sake you know for for the glory of god well you're inspiring me i i write a little uh as well as do this radio program so uh maybe yes. you maybe you can look for a screenplay of mine to come your way soon <laughs> send it on bring it on <laughs> yeah yeah so now how are your children doing in uh in uh now I, I, you have one that's in journalism and one that's in film right well, we actually have two actually that are in journalism. Um, two two of my uh, sons are magazine editors, mm-hmm. and um, they, uh, but three of my five are writers, and oh, and so okay. that's been that's been an exciting mm-hmm. thing. I didn't I didn't push it on them. Mm-hmm. I you know it's a hard it's a hard way to it's a hard way to to live and to make a living. It's very competitive, but I. Uh, they're just, you know, it's in the, it's in their DNA, I guess, mm-hmm. and uh, so they're being used mightily and in, in, yeah. in a good way and with their skills. There's no wall as high as a blank piece of paper. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Now this, the, the the case for Christ, the Lee Strobel story. I, I guess you having a journalism background and Lee uh, being having his start in journalism. That sort right. of that sort of helped you out, uh, I guess, in writing the screenplay. 
It did. I, you know, it was really fun to actually recreate my experience, uh, you know, channeling through Lee's experience uh, in 1980. That's literally when I was a newspaper reporter as well. And so the, the, the timing couldn't have been better. And uh, it, it uh, you know, so I think that experience did help us with sort of making the, the journalism feel real mm-hmm. in the movie uh, for that time period. And uh, I had known Lee uh, when he was uh, a teaching pastor at Saddleback Church, Rick Warren's church, which I was a member of for 20 years. And mm-hmm. Uh, that's where I got to know him, and so I had I had read the Case for Christ. I knew the story, uh, you know, in the book. But I also had gotten to know Lee and Leslie, his wife, uh, and their personal story mm-hmm. well, uh, quite well too. And that became the basis for how we how we built this movie. Uh, it how was long did it take? I mean, how long did it take from the first time? Well, who thought, who was it you or Lee that first said this book needs to be made into a movie? And how long from that moment to when uh, we saw it on the screen? Well, years and years ago, I told, I, I had a conversation with Lee and I told him that it should be a movie. It, nothing came of it at that point. It was just more wishful thinking. Mm-hmm. But about uh, two years ago, um, not quite even two years ago, maybe like 18 months ago, uh, I, I had moved uh, to Colorado, Lee had moved to, to Houston, and we had lost a little touch, and so I went to hear him speak at a church in Colorado, and um, I just wanted to hear him. I hadn't seen mm-hmm. him in a while, and never thought I'd get to talk to him, because it was, uh, you know, it was a big church, and he would be mobbed at the end, but I, I actually did catch up with him in the in the foyer of the church and we had a hug and a little reunion and he said brian you're not going to believe this but uh remember that we talked about the case for christ becoming a movie you know years and years ago well a studio is actually pursuing it right now and he he said would you want to be involved in it (laughs) i said uh gee let me think about that for you know yes for a nanosecond (laughs) <laughs> what do I have to do to get that job, right? And yeah. uh, I would, I would just, I would just build a fence with that guy. I mean, he, yeah. he's, he's amazing. And uh, so, Pureflix was the studio that the studio that that did God's Not Dead, and uh, they they were pursuing this with him, and and I had already been talking to them about something else, doing mm-hmm. another project, and you know, for one reason or another, that didn't come to come to be, but. Uh, it, the timing worked out perfectly. Uh, Lee, Lee, Lee said he would like me to be involved, and then they said, "You know what? We like Brian. We we we, mm. we agree." And so we got married on the whole thing. And uh, it, I literally did not start writing this movie until um, a year ago. Now, right now. Wow. And that's uh, a fast turnaround. I mean, it, it was a very fast turnaround. Yes. And it, the, 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 uh, the, the quality of the film, it didn't look like anything that was rushed and put together. Like you said, Christian filmmakers are learning the craft much better and they're less preachy and yes. more and more real. Well, that's what our, that's what I've always wanted to be about. And I know our director, John Gunn, felt the same way. And we were sort of just a real good team together. Uh, with a lot of experience between us, and we just, you know, uh, had a great time, mm-hmm. you know, making the movie, and we 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 made a lot of great choices. I think, you know, not because we're geniuses, just but when you get good people together, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
yeah. you can get a good product at, at the end. And it was a, it was a fast track project. I won't deny that. Mm -hmm. several, several of my other movies have taken a lot longer than that uh, to get you know off the off off the page onto the screen. And yeah. uh, but this was a fast track project. And uh, from beginning writing this thing to in the theaters, it was one year. Mm, wow! Wow! That's that's amazing. And folks, if you're just joining us, we have with us Brian Bird, the screenwriter and co-producer of the movie The Case for Christ, which is uh, Lee Strobel's uh, story. Uh, actually, it's Lee and Leslie's uh, story of, uh, you know, Leslie becoming a Christian and Lee still being an atheist. And he's going to take that great big computer brain of his and he's going to prove that God does not exist. And right. uh, it, it, this, it's just uh, really, really uh, amazing how God can just take these things and turn, turn it around uh, jujitsu fashion and, and, and use it for the uh, building the kingdom. That's, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So now how much input did you get from uh, Lee and Leslie, Leslie uh, uh, in, in, in taking the book and, 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 and crafting it down to 120 yeah. minutes? Well, I, a lot, and I'll tell you why. I, Lee's a friend. I wanted him to be number one. I, I had an audience of three for this screenplay. I, the God, I had God and Lee and Leslie, and I wanted all of them to be blessed and, and happy about that. And uh, so I uh, kidnapped them for about four days mm -hmm. in my office, and uh, we got in front of a whiteboard, and we just started brainstorming. We started talking about all, and I dug deep. I, you know, mm -hmm. I... I I turned journalism around on the journalist and dug deep into his story and um, and, and Leslie's story. And, and, you know, we were able to find lots of detail and nuance about mm. their love story, uh, which is really the spine of the movie. Mm -hmm. You know, the, we, we make the case for Christ, but the, the book, The Case for Christ, is 13 world-class experts, right, mm -hmm. that, he in, that he interviewed. It, it's a PBS series, not, not a movie. Yeah. And so <laughs> we, we, had to, we had to, you know, figure out how to make enough of the case in the movie because it's called The Case for Christ. So mm -hmm. we, had to, we had to deliver on that. But I, I, but I knew that we would have to get the audience to fall in love with these characters in order to want to go on that journey. Yeah. And uh, so it was the love story became the big spine, you know, of the movie. It was what was driving him forward. He was trying to rescue his wife from what he thought was a cult. Mm -hmm. He thought she was in a cult called Willow Creek. And, uh, <laughs> What's that and, church actually like? <laughs> uh yeah exactly yeah and no and, i mean uh, really what what's what's the church actually like uh, is actually well let me ask you this is the church still in existence today the original that's that's bill hybels uh so in the movie that young pastor is bill hybels the pastor of the mega church willow creek church oh, okay. church in in illinois Wow. And uh, outside of Chicago, and so that church that met in a the movie theater back in 1980 is now a you know 30,000 people attend every week. Wow! And uh, Bill Hybels is is a world famous you know pastor at this point and yeah. author. And um, so it, it you know that was fun too, is to show the seeds you know the mm -hmm. early days of Willow Creek Church in the movie. And he so Lee was trying to rescue her though because he thought she was in a weird cult <laughs> and. He, and he's a happy atheist who 
she thought she was one too, and they were happily married, and he loved his wife and mm-hmm. his family, and wanted to. He didn't want to blow up his marriage. He didn't want this Jesus guy to blow up his marriage, mm-hmm. and so he did seem like he was, was jealous, didn't he? He was. Well, yeah. he he says that. He said it's you know my wife is getting all her emotional support from this guy named Jesus. It's supposed to be me, mm-hmm. right? And and that's what happens in in marriages that are you know spiritually mismatched. They're yeah. they're unequally yoked. Unequally yoked, and mm-hmm. one and 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 Lee Lee was not the one who did this. It was Leslie. So in mm-hmm. his mind, you know, I, he didn't sign up for this. And he loved her, and mm-hmm. so this was a this whole attempt to debunk Christianity as a big time journalist. And he mm-hmm. was a big time journalist. He was way more impressive than I was back in the day. I mean, he this guy was nominated for Pulitzer Prize, mm-hmm. and and, uh, a, and a lawyer, I think, and a lawyer. Yeah. Yes, he went to Yale Law School, and he was uh, the legal affairs editor of the Chicago Tribune, mm-hmm. and a big paper, and. Yeah. Uh, so he was his whole investigation, this whole fact check into the greatest story ever told, was about debunking it. Mm-hmm. He wanted to debunk it so he could prove to his wife that she had been taken in by a hoax, and <laughs> you know, and he could win her back. Yeah. And but at the end of his search, he couldn't. He yeah. couldn't prove it was a hoax. In fact, it was so much evidence that it would have taken more faith for him to remain a, a, an atheist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, it, I don't know if this was intentional, but it seemed to me as it came out in the movie that Leslie's atheism was uh, more like following behind Lee. Like she really was not a committed atheist. Yes. That, that's that's just. Oh, OK. Yeah, she was she was probably more of an agnostic right. at the time. But, you know, and agnostics don't. They just don't know if there's anything out there. It's mm-hmm. not that they have an axe to grind about it. They they just they don't know, and so because they don't know, they don't really practice anything. And and so she was she was hungry, right? She yeah. she she had an existential crisis about you know what what more is there than this life here? And and um, and, and, and that's a, what caused her to seek, you know, yeah. to search. And when a Christian saves her child's life, it seemed like God's hand is just moving the pieces around in that right. whole in the whole dynamic. And Lee wants to say, "Oh, it's a co- coincidence," and uh, that's a right. mighty big coincidence. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Whatever yes. became of the woman, the nurse that uh, um, just decided, "Oh, we'll have dinner here tonight," and not knowing why, and ends up saving their son, their son's life from choking. Whatever. What? What became of her? her- her name is Linda in real life, Linda mm-hmm. Lenson, and there were actually two two women who mentored and discipled Leslie. Mm-hmm. One was named Linda, uh, and then one was named Alfie, and we, so we just combined them into oh, one okay. character. Oh, okay. And uh, and she she remains close with them even today. Oh, that's great! Just a wonderful story. And folks out there, you know, we've been pushing this movie we talked about it right before easter and uh, and again during easter and we just highly highly encourage you uh you got to go and not only should you go but if there's if you have this is a perfect opportunity if you have a friend who is uh agnostic or even a, a hostile atheist <laughs> you you spring for the tickets and the popcorn and take them to see this movie and uh 
you may just be surprised. Uh, this, you know, if anything can work on an atheist, I think this movie can do it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So any final words? We've been uh, really, really yeah. uh, happy well, to have you here. Thank you, Craig. I, I appreciate being with you. Um, yes, you know what? Here's, here's what I'll say. The movie is still in theaters. It's now been out a few weeks, and uh, it'll probably be in theaters a few more weeks. But um, I agree with you. Take, get somebody out to see this. Get your friend, your neighbor, mm -hmm. somebody out to see this with you, because I'll tell you what it does. For, it's your teenagers. For, <laughs> your teenagers, especially, yes. yeah. For, for people of faith, this, is, this movie will be an inoculation against your doubt. You know, we get hit by a lot of hard questions in society and by the skeptical and cynical world around us. And it's hard, sometimes hard for us to even, to, to even answer the questions for ourselves. And this movie will begin to detail all the amazing evidence for our faith. For you, the believer, it's going to help you feel more confident in your faith. And, and on, by the same token... If we believe as Christians and believers that we have the ultimate cure for everything that ails the universe, mm -hmm. right? We have the we have the cure for everything mm -hmm. when we when we have found Christ. Why are we not sharing that cure with our neighbors? Yeah. We're too afraid, right? We we it's hard to. It's it's uncomfortable, it's awkward. Well, guess what? You can invite somebody to this movie and say, "Look, I've been trying to talk to you about what I believe." Come see this movie with me, and and it'll help explain what I believe. And yeah. then we could go talk more about it afterwards. <laughs> we'll get some pie and coffee afterwards. Yeah, it's a it's a perfect opportunity for you to share the thing that is most important to you mm -hmm. with somebody you love. Yeah, the and great I, I, yes, exactly right. And if we don't, it's a crime. If we not, I'm not saying if we don't go see the movie it's a crime i'm saying if we don't share our faith with people it's a crime mm -hmm. so this is an opportunity this is a, a a tool that people can plug right into and use mm -hmm. one last question is there a way is there like a website where you can go and sign your church yes. up and okay, absolutely good yeah tell folks how to yeah. do that it's very easy it's case for christ movie.com case for christ movie.com and Everything you need there from group sales to, to, to resources for your church, study guides, even some sermons that Lee Strobel wrote, some certain message notes that Lee wrote for pastors if they want to use this mm -hmm. uh, to, to build a, a sermon series around. Uh, there's just a small group curriculum that Lee wrote. It's, there's just tremendous, really good content uh, for groups and churches to, to take advantage of. Yeah, I'll be sure and share this with my church, my pastor, and my uh, Bible study, certainly. And I, I encourage you all out there, all you listeners, please do the same. Yeah, so thank you again. So it's been great. And look, I hope to have you again. And and believe me, brother, you're going to be hearing from me, okay? I'm <laughs> working. I'm working on Anytime. some screenplays. <laughs> God right. bless you, brother. Thank you, Craig. All God right. bless you. Take care. Okay. Well, all right, folks, that was Brian Bird, and we really appreciate it, and we thank him, and we're going to take a quick break, and after that, we will be right back. <laughs> 